Today's episode is brought to you by PodcastLeadGeneration.com. Learn how podcasting can help your business today. Ready to take your business to the next level? Do you want to get your message out so that you can help even more people? Well then, world changer, welcome home. My name is Cliff Duvenois, and I'm using podcasting to build a seven-figure empire, and this podcast will document my journey. Along the way, I'll interview the best and brightest marketing minds to get their advice and strategies, which I will test, and I'll report back to you on what is working. Welcome to the Wake Up World Changer podcast. Hey there, World Changers. Cliff here. Today, we are continuing our expert interview series. And truth be told, we've been talking a lot about lead generation. We've been talking a lot about growing your business, but there's one aspect that we haven't really covered, and that's the operations side. And that's where today's guest really shines. She is the engine behind the Entrepreneurs on Fire the award-winning podcast where John Lee Dumas interviews inspiring entrepreneurs who are truly on fire. She's also the co-author of the podcast journal, Idea to Launch Within 50 Days. Her goal is to help entrepreneurs achieve financial and lifestyle freedom. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show the awesome Kate Erickson. Kate, how are you? I'm doing so good, Cliff. Thank you so much for having me on the show. No problem. And just just for our, our audience and a little bit of a frame of reference here, uh, I have to give uh, Kate a hat tip. She single-handedly saved not only my podcast, which by extension saved my business, and also my sanity. And the conversation today is going to, we're going to talk about how that happens. So I want to give a special shout out and a special thank you, Kate, for that. Oh, you are so welcome, Cliff. It's been such an amazing uh, experience being on this journey with you. And yeah, it's just, it's awesome to connect voice to voice because I feel like I know you on text, but uh, yeah, getting to chat today is super special. Awesome. Yeah. And this is, this is going to be good because I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to picking your brain. I know you've been on a lot of summits uh, and talking about uh, different things with regards to operations. But before we jump into that, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about where you're from? Yeah, definitely. So I grew up in California, Southern California, San Diego, to be exact. Nice. And um, yeah, I felt very blessed for that. And I loved it so much that I had a really hard time leaving. So I spent <laughs> most of, I mean, up to this point, I've spent most of my life in San Diego. Um, I hopped around here and there though. I went to school in San Francisco, love the Bay Area, um, moved to Maine on a crazy <laughs> love-filled journey to follow John Lee Dumas to his hometown in Maine and spent a couple years there. Um, and, you know, background wise, I grew up just very traditionally thinking, you know, go to college, get a degree, find a job, climb the corporate ladder. And uh, up until the time I was about almost 30, 28, 27, 28 years old, um, my experience consisted of desk jobs, cubicles, administrative work, you know, all that fun stuff. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, and it wasn't until, you know, about 2010 or so that I even uh, realized that entrepreneurship was a thing. I mean, I knew that there were people kind of forging their own path and creating things that I wasn't really too sure about. Um, but it, it was just so far from my reality that 
there, I couldn't, I couldn't even imagine the bridge that would have to be built to experience something like that. So, you know, I, I kind of sat behind that desk and <laughs> I did really good work. Um, and then thankfully, you know, John introduced me to entrepreneurship and we've been working together now since 2013 and yeah, just loving every minute. That's absolutely awesome. And I know that, uh, I, I know that a large chunk of what you do is around creating processes and operations, things like that. How did you get into that? You know, it's, uh, when I left corporate, I knew that I had a lot of skills and I could very clearly and easily look back at the things that I was really great at in my previous jobs. But it wasn't until I really dove headfirst into just being super open about what my entrepreneurial journey was going to look like. Because in the beginning, I feel like just given my organization and attention to detail and all of these things that I feel have been a part of me for as long as I can remember, I very much wanted like a clear cut path of what this was going to look like. You know, when you start a job, you have a job description and someone tells you what to do and you do it and you hopefully are <laughs> affirmed for the work that you do. And that had been my experience. And so when I got into entrepreneurship, that's kind of what I was looking for. Like, okay, what what role am I fitting into and how do I do the best work possible? And and that was kind of it. And it it wasn't until I realized that that's not how entrepreneurship works right. that I was able to kind of take a step back and look at my skills and expertise from a completely different perspective and see how I could not only choose um, things that I was passionate about and that I love doing that I never got to exercise in any of my jobs, like writing, like, uh, you know, project management on a whole new level, project management, not from just a management perspective, but from a ownership perspective. And it was then that I started realizing that these skills that I had been practicing my entire life could actually serve me in such a huge way in entrepreneurship as well. I kind of thought like, oh no, I'll leave like all of that administrative stuff behind and I'm, I'm going to start doing all these other new things in entrepreneurship. But it turns out they have, <laughs> they've been my superpower in entrepreneurship, which is awesome. You know, and it's interesting. You actually said that word superpower. I was watching a video by Tony Robbins the other day and it was this room filled with, you know, thousands of, you know, quote unquote entrepreneurs. And he asked them, he said, how many people in here are entrepreneurs, like true entrepreneurs? And probably like, you know, 80% of the people raised their hands. He says, okay. And he goes, how many people in here are operations people? And like maybe 10% of the room raised their hand. He goes, every entrepreneur needs to be chasing every operations person. Mm. <laughs> you know, because that is the one thing I have found out on my entrepreneurial journey is that, you know, it is about, you know, the processes and everything else that you put in place that that's, that's truly when you start moving the ball forward. Mm. I couldn't agree more. And it, it took me a while. I kind of struggled a little bit because when I first left my corporate job, I tried to start my own business as a solopreneur. And that did not work out for me. Um, I felt like a fish out of water to be <laughs> completely transparent. Right. I was like, I, you know, I was going to coffee shops like 
waiting for someone to give me a task list or something. And that's not, that's not how building <laughs> your, your own business works. And so um, it did take me a while to kind of step into and feel empowered by my operations background and being okay with the fact that I, I, I'm an, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur, I guess, you know, I love the freedoms and everything about running my business together with John, but the, the role that I play is not the entrepreneurial role. And I've grown to love that about my situation rather than, you know, kind of feel less than about it. Yeah, exactly. And what I'd like to do is I'd like to talk a little bit. I want to, I want to pick your brain about, um, well, actually, you know what? Let's take a step back. Let me try that again. What I'd like to do is I like to, uh, why is processes? Why is operations? Why is that important? Even if you're a solopreneur, why is that important? I feel like if you are, uh, if you think of the overwhelm, frustration, everyday stresses, um, that feeling that you get when you feel like you're on a treadmill or a hamster wheel and you're doing a lot of things, you're expending a lot of energy, but you're not actually getting anywhere. To me, that is the uh, you know opposite of a business, an individual uh, company that is moving forward and actually getting closer to their goals. And I believe that that feeling comes from a lack of processes, a lack of operations, a lack of a foundation, a lack of any type of systems that can help you do so much more in way less time. And the hurdle is that to, you know, to everything that we've been saying thus far, Cliff, that entrepreneurs aren't typically super strong in the operations side of things. And that's what makes entrepreneurs amazing. They have, you know, a strong vision and they want to leap before they're ready. And like all of these attributes of an entrepreneur are incredible and what make entrepreneurship exciting and <laughs> so many other things. But if you don't have the operations side of it, it's going to be very difficult to gain traction and momentum and actually um, start making moves to where you uh, feel that, that forward progress, that forward movement to where you're reaching your goals and you're able to scale and you're able to grow without running yourself completely into the ground. Yes, exactly. And that was, uh, you know, when I alluded to this before uh, for our audience, this is exactly what Kate saved me from. I, <laughs> I, I, you know, rush in where angels feel to, fear to tread and my schedule was just all over the map and i realized that those activities i should have been focusing on you know i wasn't and this is where her advice came in and really saved the day and what i would like to do kate is i would like to talk about uh so from your standpoint what is one of the, what's one of the biggest problems that you see entrepreneurs have when it comes to managing their time managing their tasks there there's no focus there's not uh, there's not a strong enough connection between the activities and the tasks that the individuals are working on and where they actually want to see their business, their life, um, you know, their future go. So 
uh, I kind of liken it to like being aligned with, uh, with a future idea or a goal. And every single time you work on anything in your business, you should always be asking yourself, is this in alignment with the goals that I have set for myself? And I think a lot of the times we lose sight of that because we get you know, we go down a black hole, we get distracted, um, shiny objects are everywhere. We get opportunities and we think, should I be, should I take this opportunity? Should I say yes to this? And, you know, uh, it can be very easy to get wrapped up in like, oh my goodness, what is this new uh, social media platform or this new app or this new piece of software? Do I need that? What about my website, my email list? And there's just so many things constantly being thrown at us in our online world, our connected world, which, you know, is an awesome thing in a lot of ways. But if you don't have that focus and that ability to be super disciplined about how you're spending your time, you will continue to be on that treadmill. You're going to continue working on things that don't truly move the needle. And this really goes to like a shining example of the 80-20 rule that 80 percent, uh, 80%, 20%, I'm going to get it backwards. <laughs> that uh, 20% of your activities result in are 80% of your results. And when you get to a level where that's actually playing out and happening, uh, it, it feels like you grew wings or something. The freedom that that brings is indescribable. And I want that for people so bad. It is possible. You can do that. You can make more progress and get more done in less time if you just have the discipline and focus to um to keep that alignment in the forefront all the time so let me ask you a question because this was something where way back in the day when when i uh said you know what i'm now an entrepreneur i'm no longer an engineer which is still handicapping me to this day i it was amazing how I could argue that any activity that I did in the day went to support my vision. So if I'm an entrepreneur who seems to be just busy every single day, but I'm not closing any sales, I'm not making any money. Obviously, my business isn't going to last very long because I got bills to pay. How do you define what those what those key activities are? Mm, that's a great question. So I'm, I'm a big believer in um, backing into things. To me, that has just logically been the easiest way for me to work. Sure. So if, if you think like even so far ahead that like this is your most compelling reason for doing what you do. So not I want to launch a podcast, not I want to make $10,000 next month, not um, I want to quit my day job, but like the actual compelling reason that that's leading you to want those things. Like, what is that? This could in so many ways be described as your why, like not the actions that you're taking or the goals that you've set, but why you have those goals. It's not to make $10,000. It's not to quit your job. It's not to start a podcast. It's not any of those things. What it is, is you having the freedom to travel, you having the freedom to spend more time with your family, you having time to take care of your health and wellness. These are the compelling reasons, the why, for why we do what we do. So if you can first get to that point, 
that's going to be like your guiding light, right? That's going to be the reason when you're like, I don't really feel like doing this today. You're going to look at that compelling future, that why, and you're going to say, I'm going to do it anyways, because my freedom to travel, my freedom to spend time with my family, to watch my kids grow up, to do any of those things is way more important than me just like not feeling like it right now. So once you have that, then it's time to take a step back from that. What will help you achieve that? What do you need to have time freedom to watch your kids grow up? Might, that might be quitting your job. So that is a goal that becomes a goal that you start putting actions to the things that you're doing that are in alignment with you being able to quit your job. And that when you take a step back from that, you think, okay, well, if my job is gone tomorrow, what do I need to survive to take care of myself, to take care of my family, to continue living my life? I need a certain amount of money every month to pay my bills and to keep a roof over my head. I need to have something else that's going to fill my time, my passions, and the things that I love in life. So I, I need to find out what that is. And you start building the milestones that will help you quit your job. Now, all of this, again, we can get super distracted in the process of doing these things. And that's the danger zone where we start running in a hundred different directions. You starting an Instagram profile, you posting on Facebook, you um, launching a podcast, all of those things might be awesome things for you you to do at some point on your journey, but you working on them right now is probably not helping you quit your job. If that is your goal to get you to your why, your compelling future, then those probably aren't the best activities for you right now. You need to figure out how to replace your income. You need to figure out what your greatest passions and uh, where that intersects with your expertise so you can find your superpower so that you can start creating either a business or a side hustle or something that's going to help you replace that income. And, you know, I, I fill that time when you don't have your job. So do you see how kind of like starting really far out and starting to back into the actual goals that you have, why you have those goals, not just I don't like my job, but I would love to have that time to be with my family or to travel or whatever it might be. Um, and then the actual things that you need in order to make that happen. And that's when you can start saying, okay, what am I working on today? And how are these things specifically helping me get my replace my income and get something, uh, you know, in my life that is going to that I can be passionate about and that will help other people and, you know, whatever your criteria is for that. Yeah, and that's really excellent. And I think that a lot of times it's when I when I do my planner in the morning anyways, every activity that I do throughout the day goes to directly support you know, my vision, if I can't draw a clear line, if I can't say that this activity goes to support this, you know, whether it's getting a new client, whether it's, you know, a new marketing plan, whatever it is, then I simply do not do it. And one of the things that's really helped me with focus, and I do want to take a couple minutes and talk about this. One of the things that you gave me that has helped my focus tremendously is the concept of batching. Why don't you talk to us about that and how that works? 
love batching so much. It has changed the way that I work. And as to your point, Cliff, I've seen it change the way that so many people work. So what batching is, is it's a complete like effectiveness and efficiency thing. So anything that you do in your business or in your day to day, this could apply to your business or your personal life. Anything that you do over and over repetitively can be batched and done together in order to save you time in order for you to do that thing more efficiently and effectively. Um, and it is incredible for consistency. I use the example of either podcasting or blogging or creating videos a lot because content is such a cornerstone of growing a brand, of growing a business, providing value. And it is really a super clear example of, of this in action. So Cliff, let's say you are doing a weekly blog post on your website and you're just starting to build your platform, your foundation. It's really important for you to be consistent and to continue to provide that value to your audience because that's how you gain traction and momentum and grow. And so instead of like, let's say your blog post goes live every Wednesday morning, instead of you being up at like midnight on Tuesday night, you know, feverishly typing, clacking away, trying to get this blog post done. What if you were able to batch your content creation so that you had a month's worth of blog posts ready to go? You're never stressed out about whether or not you're going to have content to publish. You're never stressed out about whether or not you have the consistency that you committed to, the value that you told your audience that you would provide them. Like all of this is guaranteed through batching. You just have to commit to the schedule that you put in place for that batching. So what that might look like is it starts with creating a system around whatever you're trying to batch. So in this case, blog posts, if you sit down and write every single step that you take to create a blog post, then you're going to have, I don't know, say like five, six, seven things that you do, right? Um, you come up with a topic, you create a title, you create an outline, you, you do some research, maybe you start filling in the content, you schedule it to publish, you create some images and you post on social media. Like, let's say those are your steps. I'm going through this quite fast, but of course it's, you know, a process that you actually sit down and you take some time to write this out and really think about what are the right. steps that you take every time you create that thing. And then once you have your your set of apps, you get to look and decide what you can automate, delegate, or batch. Automation is anything that you can use tools and services to help you with. So uh, scheduling software, um, being able to uh, upload your social media beforehand. Delegation is anything that you can assign to somebody else, a team member, contractor. Let's say the research part of it, you're going to have your VA help with. And then everything that requires you can be accomplished through batching. So coming up with topics, you can start a running list of topics and go out and do SEO research and research on other blogs in your industry or niche to see what topics are trending, what topics are being talked about the most, what are people searching on Google when it comes to uh, you know, the topic or the expertise that you have and that you want to attract people to your website for. Maybe you set aside two hours one time a week to do that research and that gives you a running list of topics. 
that's like something that when people go to create content, they're like, yeah, I'm ready to do it. I just don't know what to write about, or I don't know what to podcast about. You will never have that problem if you have a system in place to batch those parts of your process. So batching it would be coming up with 20 topics at one time versus every time you go to create a post, you're at square one trying to figure out what your topic is. Same goes for creating titles for your posts, doing outlines for your posts, um, SEO research. Each of those things can be done in batches so that you're creating five at a time versus one at a time. And that's how you get yourself ahead, scheduled out so that you have a month's worth of content in the bank at all times. Yes. And this is one of the things that I know that I've talked to my audience before about is the fact that when you when you get into the batching, it's like you get into a rhythm or into a groove. So if you're writing, you, if you just keep writing, like you said, if you've got to do five articles a week and if you dedicate two hours, you know, let's say to dead to write your articles, then write them all out because you're already in that frame of mind. Your, your brain is already used to just writing it out. Your fingers are already used to tapping on the keyboard. So don't stop yourself every single time you finish one article. Go ahead and complete the five. So yeah, love, love, love the batching concept. Kate, I, I man, there's like a ton more questions that I got for you, but we're running out of time. So uh, if our audience wants to connect with you, uh, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, Cliff, thank you so much for this combo. I love talking about this stuff. I could talk about it all day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if anybody has any uh, follow-up questions or you want to dig deeper into anything that we've talked about today, have a ton of free resources over on our site. It's eofire.com. And if anyone wants to reach out and share a takeaway that they had from today or, again, ask a follow-up, my email is kate at eofire.com. Excellent. And uh, for our audience, we will have those links in the show notes down below. Kate, once again, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Cliff. Hey, everyone. Before you go, if you're wondering how you can use podcasting for your business, then visit podcastleadgeneration.com and get the framework that showcases three ways to generate more leads for your business using podcasting. Once again, that's podcastleadgeneration.com. Make it a great day.